Hey, Strong Runner Chicks, it's Megan here. Just wanted to let you guys know that we have a few more spots remaining for our Strong Runner Chick retreat in Boulder, Colorado this summer, May 29th through June 1st. It's going to be incredible. Not only because of some amazing guest speakers we have joining us, but also because of the amazing sponsors and partners that we have partnering up with us to help support SRC and our retreat. Uh, One of these is Kodiak Cakes, which makes some delicious pancakes, pumpkin muffins, banana bread, and much, much more. So come join us because we'll have just as good of a time in the kitchen as we do out on the trails. Thanks and hope to see you there. Strong Runner Chicks, Megan here. Just wanted to give you a heads up that we are hosting our first ever Strong Runner Chick retreat this uh, May 29th through June 1st in the beautiful Boulder, Colorado. We'll have some professional runners there, body image advocates, and much, much more. This is going to be an unforgettable experience and an event you don't want to miss. Shoot us an email at strongrunnerchicks at gmail.com and we will send you more info. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hey, Strong Runner Chicks. Welcome to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Today we have with us Grayson Murphy, also known on Instagram as Grayson underscore Grayson. Um, Grayson is a three-time All-American collegiate runner at University of Utah, originally from Salt Lake City. She is also a top civil engineering major with plans to run potentially professionally after college, which we will get into more of. Grayson was featured in our How the Collegians Fuel series, has a blog of her own, and like we said, she's kind of Instagram famous in the collegiate running world. Welcome to the show, Grayson. Hey guys, thanks for having me. We are so excited to have you on the show today, and we know a lot of our listeners and strong runner chicks follow along with what you've been up to, so um, yeah, we're super pumped to have you on the show today. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what questions you guys have. Yeah, I'm curious, Grayson, how did you get your start in running? I grew up playing soccer and went to college to play soccer my first year and then just got really burnt out. It wasn't a thing that I enjoyed doing anymore. And so I decided to transfer schools and wanted to stay in the sports world still. So um, I don't. I couldn't think of another sport that I could just try and walk on to in college. At that point, usually everyone's pretty skilled in what they're doing. So I thought uh, running's my only shot. So I asked (laughs) to walk on at my um, school, Santa Clara University, and was grateful enough to get the opportunity to run there. Um, And yeah, that's kind of where it all started. Yeah. So I know that you were originally a soccer player. Um, How did this lead to your collegiate running career? Were you always the one that was first down the field, or um, did you always know that you were bound to head it more into running? Um, Yeah, I always had the – I played striker and wings. I was always kind of in the more running-prone positions anyway. And then 
Um, just like activities with my family, like we'd go mountain biking and me and my twin sister would always be like the first ones to the top. And I always kind of enjoyed endurance um, minded activities. So I think that it was meant to be. <laughs> it sounds like it. And from what we can see with your running career thus far, it really looks like running has been a good fit for you, if I can say so. Uh, yeah, I'm really happy with where it's taken me. Good. Um, so what are some of the differences you've noticed between being a soccer player and being a runner? Of course, those aren't the only things that identify you, but in terms of mm -hmm. athletic abilities, what's, what have you noticed that is different? Um, I've noticed that being a runner requires a lot more discipline and responsibility um, on the individual. Mm -hmm. You don't have a team. You do have a team, and I'm really grateful for my teammates, but it's not that you're competing as a team necessarily. Even in cross country, when you kind of are, it's different. Um, you still have to be really accountable for your individual performances and then add that to the team. I think in soccer, you can kind of share the responsibility when you're on the field. Um, in the weight room, you can you all show up to practice together. No one's getting up at 6 a.m. to do doubles by themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those seem like some major differences. I was a former soccer player myself um, and played my freshman year of college. And so I understand those like 6 a.m. like lift sessions oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So we all have them. But um, yeah. I kind of think it's really cool that you're able to transition into a completely different sport in college. You know, usually we hear about people transferring majors or something like that, but this is like kind of... <laughs> This is a big deal. What was that? I guess, like, mentally, what was that like? Um, I was pretty scared. I think my parents were like, what is she doing? <laughs> my family is not runners. Um, we don't do that. I'm the first one, and I had no idea what running was. I had no idea what it was. I think they were just like, we'll support you, honey, and whatever you want to do. But, um yeah, I think they, they were just kind of like, wow, Gracie is a bit out, but they've known that. So it wasn't too big of a surprise. It was a humbling experience to jump into something that I knew nothing about. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and one other thing I noticed, so in transitioning between sports, you also transitioned schools. And if I'm correct, three times. Yeah, yeah I've been so I've transferred twice <laughs> in college and run for two teams, and I thought maybe that was a lot, but I can't imagine transferring one more time. Um, so yeah. kind of take it back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's super impressive that you've gone, and especially between states, like going mm -hmm. across the country, literally from college to college. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that experience and um, just as much as you feel comfortable telling us just kind of with your decisions to transfer and how um, those decisions have affected your running career. And I, sp I think especially this could be helpful for listeners who are hearing this and might be thinking about transferring. Just any tips you have kind of on that transfer process having gone through it? Yeah, I think I would consider myself an expert at this by now, but I definitely, um, yeah, so for those who don't know, I started my collegiate career in Virginia, 
and then went to California and then back to Utah. So I went coast to coast. Um, the first time I transferred, I just wasn't happy at the school I was at. And sometimes I think there's a stigma around transferring. And what I want people to know is that it's okay. Um, then your real friends are going to stay your friends. And if people don't like you because you're not at a certain school, then maybe you shouldn't be their friend. I think it's, um, college is something you're doing for yourself. So don't stay at a school just because you feel like you have to be there. And that was something I had to learn. It was easier the second time, but it was still hard. I still had to break relationships, and it was a hard thing to tell like my coaches at Santa Clara that I needed to leave and tell my teammates, I think I've outgrown this here and I need to go now. And, um, yeah, I think the first couple of days after it still stung, but I still talk to people from both of the schools that I've been to and my friends at Utah. We still chat quite a bit, actually. So I think that was one of the biggest things I learned, that uh, college is for yourself. If you're listening to this and you want to transfer, do it for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, that was really well said, Grayson. I think, <laughs> yeah, when I think about it, we, I feel like, um, society today is, you know, really forces students to go to school because their parents want them to go or because you think you need to go right after high school. And that's not always the case. Sometimes school isn't right for you or that school or a school is not right for you when you think it might be. And, um, I love that you said earlier too that there was like a fear you had about switching and um, I think that's really, really nice that you're able to speak to that and acknowledge that because it's not, like you said, an easy transition. Um, mm -hmm. What was it like to transitioning into like teams atmospheres? And I know running is a little bit different, but when you had to transfer into like a team that's maybe already molded a little bit more, what was that like for you? Um, it was different. I think the first trip Briar for a year, and then essentially I was a freshman again at Santa Clara. So it was kind of like two back-to-back -back freshman years where you go in and you don't know anybody. Um, you have to make new friends. You just kind of have to be open and go with it. I think... That was kind of what, um, like, helped me evolve um, as a person. And then the second time, I think going into Utah, um, coming in as a junior was a little different because at that point, that was the third time I'd been a freshman. Um, and that team was a little closer and more intense about running than the other teams I'd been on or other teams. Um, so I think that that was different going to Utah was this team here is tighter knit and I was the junior that's a freshman, treated as a freshman for the first couple of weeks. And that was an adjustment period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, there's always that awkward adjustment period, you know, no matter where you go or like, even if it starts a new job or something like that, you're like, am I going to make friends here? Like, yeah. like who am I going to talk to? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Megan. And I definitely know how you feel because in my first year, um, when I transferred to Minnesota, I felt like a freshman all over again. And um, especially on top of that, I don't know, Grayson, did you redshirt your first year at Utah? 
No, I didn't have to. Oh, well, that is great. Yeah. But in my case, I yeah. guess I was redshirting. So you feel like you're also uh, still earning yeah. back and going through that. So, but oh, it geez. definitely is a powerful transition to make. And I think it's going to make you so much stronger coming out of college and being able to adapt to mm -hmm. any situation that you're put into. So yeah, that's really powerful. And especially yeah. that you had the courage to come out and say, you know, this school isn't the right fit for me because the fear of mm -hmm. what people are going to say, especially your coaches, um, can be really scary. So really props to you for doing that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'd encourage anyone. Um, they're, the coaches are people too, and they might be kind of scary, but you got to do what's right for you. And I would never take anything back. Um, even though my first year was really hard at Sweet Briar, I learned a lot. And transferring twice, I wouldn't. Re I don't regret anything. So. I'm wondering if you would feel comfortable elaborating on why maybe your freshman year was so hard. Maybe some of our listeners can relate to it. Yeah. So one thing you might not know is Sweet Briar was an all-girls school. Um, so that played a huge part into me just not vibing with the school very much. I think when I visit, I went on a recruiting trip there, um, met the team for soccer, um, played with them a little bit. And when I was there, I kind of, I liked it. I wasn't completely sold on the school. Um, trust your gut feeling if you're thinking about a school. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I think that my first year was kind of a culmination of not vibing with the all-girls dynamic. Um, I've always had guy friends, so that, and it's just such a contrived environment I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I think, and then I just, I was really far from home. I was homesick. I'm glad my parents made me wait a whole year to transfer to make sure I wasn't just... Um, Sometimes I think freshmen, I've seen this happen a lot, they, they don't like the school for the first month or two um, just because you're away from home and it's your first time away and you just, you're just you not comfortable, um, but you learn to like it. And I think my parents wanted me to wait and make sure it wasn't just that. Um, it was truly I didn't like it there. And then I didn't get along with my coach and I wasn't having fun playing soccer anymore. I was pretty down. That's probably the most depressed I've ever felt so I think all of that put together just kind of led me to decide I need to make a change I can't live like this um yeah so made some big decisions and it was for the better well thank you for sharing all that with us I know I know I can relate to it I'm not sure Megan if you can relate to that I can as well yeah <laughs> that decision yeah. to transfer was not easy and um, um Kelsey's been through switching from you know, away from soccer as well. So, yeah. Um, but throughout your, all your colleges or all the colleges that you attended, um, did you keep the same major? I did. I've always been engineering. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It was, the first school was just normal. We didn't have um, the different disciplines of engineering. You just got a general engineering degree. And then I was mechanical briefly and now civil, but it's always been engineering. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I imagine that's really challenging too. I don't know anything about engineering, but the people I hear talk <laughs> about it, like 
think I have the utmost respect for it because it's just, it looks like a very challenging and intense major. Yeah, it's not easy. I, I've been put through the ringer. I think um, it's not a walk in the park, but it's worth it. And I, I personally think math is really interesting. So applied math is even cooler, but that's not for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe so, not for us, but yeah, no. <laughs> we need more engineers. <laughs> um, so with that being said, I know obviously being an engineer, it's very t demanding. Um, and you're also, you know, quite an, uh, an accomplished runner. How do you balance those, both of those things? Um, there's been sacrifices made along the way. I don't get to socialize as much as some other people. Um, I think I stress a lot more than some other people might, but I think in the end it's been, I've always been very type A and um, focused, so kind of giving up a little bit of my social life was never that big of a sacrifice to me. Um, and then having sports in my life kind of is part of my social life. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the reasons I started running in the first place, and I think that has been what's kept me sane. So it's a balancing act, but it's doable. Yeah, totally. It's nice when they go hand in hand, your social life and your athletics. That's great that you yeah. can have both. They always mm -hmm. say, what is that quote where you have to choose between like athletics, yeah. academics, and Ooh, yeah. partying or having fun mm -hmm. or just social life in general <laughs> yeah. or sleep? I guess sleep is on there too, <laughs> but you seem to make it all balance out pretty well um yeah. so you kind of mentioned there that you're um type a like a lot of us runners and um in reading your blog which is pretty new right raceandgrayson.com yeah. if you're mm -hmm. listening go check it out um you write that one of your lessons learned this past year 2017 was not everything has to be a goal um, what do you mean by saying this and what advice for listeners do you have um, who want to make everything a goal? Um, yeah. What's helped you? Yeah, so my dad actually in one of my kind of breakdowns told me that and I kind of, it was a come to Jesus moment a little bit. Um, I think that sometimes we get caught up at least I do get caught up in, I want to be successful and I want to be productive and I want to do all these things. And then I end up making everything a goal towards some success or some way that I can measure my productivity. Um, and I don't remember to just, it's okay to live. Like watching three episodes of The Office doesn't have to accomplish anything. And, or maybe it does, maybe it gives me some way to relax, but it, it doesn't have to be like that. Um, so I think I catch myself, especially I like to make a lot of to-do lists. And when I get bored, I just am like, what can I do to check off something on my to-do list so I can be successful and productive? And then I have to dial it back in and realize like, maybe I should just relax a little bit. Like that doesn't, I don't have to always be accomplishing something. I should take care of myself too. So that was my big yeah. 2017 lesson. And how are you doing that? How or how is it going? I know 2017 <laughs> is a learning experience, so and we're only a, we're only like two or three weeks into January. But how has it been so far? Have you been able to kind of like make it work, sort of? I've been really conscientious of it. Um, okay. I, <laughs> I think that's step one is like catching yeah. myself. 
um, for example, today I was in the training room asking my trainer, like, what can I do? I'm so bored. I'm only taking one class this semester. I need to be doing something. And she was like, I thought you were trying to learn to relax. And I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, this is so good. You're taking me back to last spring. I, I went part-time and I only had like one in class and just, or one class that was actually in class. And yeah. it was all of a sudden you have all this extra time and it's like, yeah. what do I do with it? How do I be productive? And mm -hmm. oh, I can tell you just, yeah, <laughs> from looking back, I wish I hadn't filled my calendar so much. So yeah, because immediately as soon as I had all this extra room in my academic calendar, it was like, well, how do I fill it up with this other stuff that's mm -hmm. going to make me more productive and, you know, a better yeah. runner or like help my career. And yeah, mm -hmm. it is so um, tempting but I'm kind of curious to know as well, like, are there any strategies that you've used that help you kind of just to relax or like, what would you advise to anyone listening? Like, what are some steps they could take to start to mm -hmm. let go? I think what helps is I have some things that I know, like, I, I really like tea and I know if I can just have some tea, it's automatically going to put me in a better place of being less anxious. And then I know some activities I like to do. Yep, just like that. Have some tea. Um, <laughs> Drinking it. Um, I think I, I'm i not a huge like TV or movie person, but I there's a few shows I like to watch. Um, and they're funny. They're not really thought-provoking. They're just kind of easy to watch, and that helps. What are they? I have to know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really into The Office right now. Yes, good choice. Um, good choice. Classic. I'm on season six, so I'm kind of nervous because it's about to end. And I don't oh. Know. <laughs> oh, once Michael leaves, it's so sad. <laughs> and then, um, what else? I like... Who's your favorite Matt? character in The Office? Mm -hmm. I think yeah. I like Jim. Jim, oh Jim yeah, gotta love Jim. Yeah, they're all my heart good. is with Jim and Pam. So yes, oh, yeah. <laughs> it kills me when they're not together because sometimes <laughs> I'll just rewatch old episodes and I'm like, oh, oh man, yeah. Want to hear something crazy? So my old um, in high school, my athletic director um, of our high school, his nephew is um, John Krasinski. Is Jim wow. from the office? So yeah, wow. he like showed up at our school one time, and it was oh, like Kelsey. <laughs> of so course, funny. like I don't watch TV either, so I was like, "Who is this?" Like I don't even know who this is. And my friends were like, "He's from the office." I was like, oh, "Okay," <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Continue. No, that's amazing. I wish that happened to me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think though, just like kind of identifying activities you like. And things that you know will kind of de-escalate you um, if you're feeling anxious. Have some, like, go-to things to do. Definitely. Yeah. Awesome advice, Grayson. Definitely. I love that. I love that not making a goal thing. That's so yeah. cool. I want to try to do that. I'm going to try. You know what? This week I'm going to try to do that, not make a goal, and see how that goes. Well, I'll Kelsey, you talked about setting intentions, not goals. Yes, exactly. So, or if no, you're listening, go read that post. Intentions, not resolutions. Oh, that's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. You can set goals still, but they're just different. It's hard to describe, but okay. yes. <laughs> I'll try my best to do it this week. <laughs> Good luck. Uh, thank yeah. you. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to jump back really quickly just to um, your civil engineering. Wait, yeah, civil engineering. Mm -hmm. um, what do you hope to do with that degree? I'm really interested in kind of like 
the water resources side of it um, and then also kind of like outdoor infrastructure like dams and bridges um, canyons all the infrastructure for that so I kind of want to be like more of the environmental route in within civil engineering so we'll see how how things play out in the next couple years oh that's so cool I like I love that there are jobs like that in the world yeah. you know? like when you step yeah. outside yourself like I'm so wrapped up in the counseling world that like mm-hmm. when I hear about um, civil engineering and that you get to design or you know help with the environment in terms of making dams or canyons and stuff like that that is just too cool to me yeah. really really yeah, fascinating <laughs> so um, and kind of talking as well about your future in athletics um, at this point what do you hope to see in the next couple years or in your future it can be immediate or in the long term as an athlete um well I would love to continue running um I feel like I just started and I'm not ready to give this up yet Um, and I'd love to continue exploring my abilities at an elite level um I'm just kind of I hope crack or just hopefully scratching the surface now um so I'd like to see how much deeper I can go into that I know there's a lot of miles left on my legs and a lot of competitive energy still in me that I need to get out so yeah I think long term I'd just love to see my running career evolve and whether that's professionally hopefully or not um yeah hopefully it's a good experience yeah well, we will totally be rooting for you no matter what happens. Um, we all know that you're quite talented, not only as an athlete, but as a human being as well. So we are very excited for whatever, you know, your future yeah. entails. I have to um, say, too, I have heard some rumors, racing that um, you are wanted in the obstacle course racing world. So if you do happen to head that direction, let me know because um, I'm definitely involved in that. But I also think you're just – too amazing of a runner to, I don't know, you can head whichever direction you want, but you're a great runner as is. So for me, it was like, well, I'm kind of good at running and I'm kind of good at weightlifting and pull-ups. So I guess I'll try this thing, but (laughs) yeah, but you would crush everyone probably in obstacle racing. That's my reason. So it might be too easy. Yeah. Um, Grayson, do you have any desire to do anything else besides, um, like, like, do you have any desire to do longer distances in the future or like, like in that terms of things, do you have any desire to do those? Yeah, I think I'd love to do road racing. Um, I'd love to try my hand at that, at 5k half marathon marathon. I think the longer I go, the better I tend to feel. Um, and I just haven't gone long yet my coaches are kind of uh, holding back I'm not because I'm so new they don't want me to get injured just throwing me into a bunch of 10ks so mm-hmm. I think they know that the better I go the better I get um so they're just kind of waiting for the right moment but I'd love to explore longer distances I at least once in my life would love to run an ultra as well so yeah, I think miles are good. <laughs> the miles. <laughs> You're talking to two girls who love the miles as well. So we, we feel that. And, yeah. and Megan just ran her first marathon this past weekend. So congrats oh, to Meg. Wow. Oh, yeah. Loving the miles. Thank you. <laughs> and I want to say um, 
probably a pretty late congratulations, but also huge congratulations on breaking 16 minutes in the 5K um, oh, and you. setting the school record for University of Utah, if I'm yeah, right. Yeah. 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 And um, so kind of in talking about breaking that barrier for the first time um, and your quote, when you fall down, you get packed up, which I was really inspired by. What was breaking this barrier like for you? It was a really surreal experience. Um, so this was last indoor season. Mm -hmm. The fastest I'd run before that indoor season was 16.27 on an outdoor track. And then ran 16.16 and was super stoked with that because it's an 11 second PR and anyone would be stoked with that. So at that point I was like, wow, I'm progressing. Um, but I think 11 seconds in a season is like huge and I didn't expect more than that. Um, yeah. And then our next race, so we had conference and we are the last conference to have our indoor conference championships. So we're the last race in the nation to have times qualify for indoor nationals. So my coach before the race is just kind of like, Hey, like go do what you do. Um, we're not chasing a time because it's a championship race. We just need points. So yeah, just like do your best and go get the best place you can get. And I just, in the race, I'd done workouts for sub 16. So I knew I had it in me, but um, it would kind of have to be a perfect storm and it just kind of was and the race went really well and then I PR'd by another 13 seconds. Wow. So then that was, yeah, that was really surreal. I, in the photos on my website, they're a succession and like was really tired, was really happy with the time and then like kind of realized trying to get up that I just qualified for indoor nationals, which was something I never thought in my wildest dreams that I could do and um yeah it was a really fun moment for me as an athlete oh my gosh incredible like I couldn't even imagine running that fast I feel like in my mind I envision like you know like those people whose like legs go super super fast like across <laughs> it that's what I'm envisioning like Grayson just like bombing down the track um but <laughs> But what do you think, so you made all these wonderful PRs. What do you think um, helped you achieve these incredible feats? Um, I think part of it was just a natural progression of things. I, I'm not, 10-second um, PRs aren't weird for me, but because the learning curve is so steep and I started at, like, ground zero. So, yeah, I've PR'd, like, two minutes since I started three minutes now, actually, since I started running the 5K three years ago. Um, but I think coming to Utah and having the support staff here, my coaches and teammates and training, athletic training, and then all the resources we have, I think that was really, really helpful in keeping me healthy and helping me recover. And then I think just consistent training, um, just really eventually – all the dividends kind of added up and eventually like I had a nice payday. So I think consistency was probably key to that. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And what are some of the resources that you have used that um, you took advantage of and might be, you know, worth mentioning to some of our listeners? Yeah. Um, if anyone has access to an alter G, I would recommend using that kind of supplementing training with that. If you have any sort of, 
aches or pains that you're trying to just train through before they get too bad. I have a lot of teammates also that um, have some bone issues, and so they alter G once or twice a week and supplement their training with that, and it helps just get them off the ground um, but keep them still doing a running type of activity. Um, and then we also have ice baths, just your classic ice bath. Those are really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, a full-time trainer. I know not everyone has access to that, but it's really nice to have someone so knowledgeable whenever something comes up. And then, yeah, I think just making like the coaches in athletic training, the people, I think that's really what makes it such a valuable resource. Yeah, definitely. And um, you mentioned a little bit ago um, recovery and how important that is. Um, and so we have a listener who has a question and she's wondering, um, she's wondering about rest days um, and when you take them or when you decide to take them or if they're scheduled into your week and what you do to recover. A really good question. I think recovery is super important and I've learned that, um, had to learn that in my three years that I've been training. I think personally, I, um, we have a recovery day. It's like a flex day built into our training weeks. So we do our training plant cycles. As per the NCAA, we have to be given the option for at least one day off. So our coach gives us that day off. I can um, just distribute my miles on that day if I want to, or I can choose to take it off. I think when I'm feeling healthy and good, I try and shoot for one off day every other week. Um, That seems to work really well for me. But sometimes if I'm just feeling really worn down or tired or um, just went through like a really hard training block, I might take a cross train day instead of a running day. Um, So I think it's really important to be flexible and just listen to your body when you need to recover. Mm -hmm. And also know like you just should recover even if you don't feel like you should sometimes um to recover on true rest days i just i don't do anything it's a real rest day on uh flex days when it's more of like a cross train day i bike or elliptical or alter g um we also have an underwater treadmill where swimming is good so yeah any of those options i think are good for your body um yeah, I think, yeah, definitely recover that. Sleeping is really good. Try and get your eight hours at least. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm also <laughs> curious because living in Utah where everyone says, like, as soon as I moved here, people go, oh my gosh, you run. Just wait for January and the inversion. And like, you can't go outside. It's awful. Yeah. And I was so scared. Um, but honestly, I mean, I've still been running. But do you, um, I guess as a team and also as an individual. Um, oh, it sounds like Megan is still running, possibly at this point in time. She kind of froze with us. But um, um, I also want to know, Grayson, do you, oh. Are you back, I Meg? I am back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we um, lost you for a second there. Okay. <laughs> Just curious question, though. I wondered if your coach had any restrictions on air quality for you guys to run um, or if you happen to check that yourself and, like, factor that into – I mean, do you have to run on the treadmill because of the air ever or do you try to stay outside? Um, yeah, we do. There – I check it myself all the time just because I'm weird and anal like that. And even on um, breaks, I, yeah, I don't run outside if it's above 
like orange. Um, yeah. If it's above orange, our trainer tells us that it's our decision if we want to run outside. If it's deep orange, no one is allowed to run outside. Okay. So it does affect us. And we've had some of those days already this year where we have to go on treadmills. So that does suck. One very huge drawback to running in Salt Lake City. <laughs> yeah. And is that just because the air quality is so poor or um, just because of that? Yeah. Yeah, there's an inversion. So we live in a valley and an inversion meaning like an inversion of normal atmospheric conditions. Oh. I know all this because I did a huge report on it. I just, oh, interesting. <laughs> So you have like cooler air on the bottom and then warmer air on top. So it just tracks it kind of like a cap on the valley. Mm -hmm. So all okay. the pollution that gets produced just gets stuck. Oh. So it can't get like um, diluted with fresh air. Oh, I see. So we just kind of like live in our own stench and it just, oh. like, yeah. So yeah. Um, that is what happens and why the air gets so bad. <laughs> Oh, I see. I think actually Julie explained this to me when we went, oh, so yeah. we went to Moab with a friend, uh, Megan and I, and we were talking about this inversion, but now that you start talking about it more, Grace, and I think um, Julie, who we actually had on a previous podcast, um, mentioned this to me. Okay, so that makes more sense. Oh, gosh, yeah. But the mountains, what do you, when, you, uh, when you're on the treadmill, do you, are you with other people, or like, is it solo? Um. We have three that are kind of right next to each other. So okay. sometimes there are other people and we talk occasionally, but I think most of us, it's like a mental training exercise. Okay. Um, I think we all put in our music and just kind of like bang it away. Um, but yeah, I, I like to think of treadmill runs as like a mental, I'm taking my gym or my brain to yeah. the gym to do push-ups or something. Mm -hmm. um, and I like to think that it's kind of training me for, like meditating in races almost like when you can shut your brain down and just not think about how you're feeling or the distance and just learn how to distract yourself so yeah, yeah. there's stuff you can yeah. get out of treadmill runs too yeah no that's awesome I think that was, that's really really great advice um especially being on a treadmill treadmills are tough man they, yeah, they, they are, are tough <laughs> yeah. um so what's on your ipod to keep you going or wait I did that again I did that in another <laughs> I, so I still use an iPod, and I always get made fun of for using an iPod. So wait, let me rephrase that. What is your on your phone, maybe, or music device Playlist. of choice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, let's see. I've got some Kanye West classics, Ooh. like Amazing and Stronger, um, to get nice. me through the end. I've got this really good song called Savage by... Uh, who's it by? Everyone should listen to it on the treadmill when you want to probably maybe just the last mile because it always makes okay. me run very fast. Okay. Um, and sometimes if I, I can't do it in the middle of the run or then I'll end up running way too fast for the whole thing. So, okay. Yeah, a good song to listen to. And the beats per minute is really good for running fast as well. Awesome. Oh, that's yeah. super helpful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we're going to kind of get into like a really fun question. Um, what is something that Instagram followers or fans or, you know, our listeners might not know about you? Hmm. Oh, that's a hard one. I, they don't know a lot, I guess, because <laughs> I don't like to get too personal on um, Instagram or social media. I, 
I really like cactuses. I don't know if people knew that, but oh, I'm that's really like cool. I, <laughs> I like to say that they're my spirit animal, even though it's <laughs> no, they are totally an animal. I think I had this debate the other day. I think <laughs> plants are totally animal because they can think. I will send you, Grayson, a like little. I screenshotted it, and it's like an Uber fact or something like that. And it says that plants can think. Um, <laughs> think breathe and feel like humans so I think yeah, it's an animal but anyway <laughs> why, so wait, why a cactus I'm interested in knowing why it's your spirit animal um well I think they're like on the outside they're just kind of interesting I think they're really pretty um and they're just unique and they tend to grow alone and I'm a huge introvert. Maybe that's another thing people don't know, but I'm like the most introverted person I know. Um, yeah, so I like cactuses because they grow alone, but they're still really strong and they don't need to grow like with a lot of other plants and they can just kind of be themselves and they can protect themselves. They don't need a lot of help from anything. Um, and they grow, like, in really weird spots and can just, like, be successful in, like, cracks in the desert. That's what I like to think. I love this. That's how I'd be. I, I also like really we, like the sun. We need to ask our listeners, what is your favorite type of plant or something yeah, like that? Yeah, good question. Wait, that we totally should. That would be the best <laughs> question ever. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Let's incorporate your, more mother nature. Maybe your spirit yes. animal, too. Like, <laughs> that can tell so much about a person. Yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Wait, Megan, do you have a spirit animal? I want to know now. Oh, well, I have a favorite animal. I love golden doodles. Oh. <laughs> People always say, oh, you you look like you would go with a golden doodle. So I don't know. I'm always happy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there was, when I was running in Boston, I would always run around this reservoir. And there was always this little kid. And he was like 13 or 14. And he'd be walking a double doodle. Have you ever seen oh. a double doodle? It's like a golden doodle and a labradoodle. The cutest little thing wow. ever. I'm, wow. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. That should be your, that is your dog, your future Kelsey, dog. What's your spirit animal? Oh, it so is. I would have one if I could. Oh, yeah. Kelsey, um, what's yours? Gosh, I don't know. I really don't. I have no idea. I don't, I'll be honest, I don't really get along with animals that well. It's not that I don't, it's not that I don't, don't like, like you. It's just like, I don't think they like me. I don't know what it is. I try really hard and they just don't like me. So I prefer to work with plants. I like trees a lot. I'm a big tree person. Like I, any sort of tree, I can like vibe with really well. So, um, and Grayson, what's making you thrive lately? I think lately, having the taste of what it's like to be good at something um, has been like really motivating to me to just find out my potential and kind of coming into some confidence. That's been really nice. Um, I think confidence, huge factor in anything you do to be successful. And it certainly helped me to be comfortable. I'm not totally comfortable on starting lines still, to be honest. I still feel like the newbie that doesn't belong there, that has no idea what she's gotten herself into. Um, but I think that like having the confidence to, be tenacious enough to do crazy things like that has been like 
kind of something I've been feeding off of for the last like year and a half. And I can imagine for someone who's really introverted, finding that confidence is, is quite, might be quite joyful and might be quite, you know, a learning curve. So that's exciting to hear. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, definitely. That's like the, I think I've had coaches this whole time and running, you need to be more confident. Like you telling them, like, you can't just tell me that I need time to learn my confidence myself. Um, So finally coming into it has been really fun. Kind of learning like what it's like to feel like you belong somewhere. Yeah. I always, think of, yeah. <laughs> I always think of that when people say calm down. It's like you can't just tell someone to calm down. <laughs> That's not going to help anything. So it's definitely a process. You have to figure yeah. it out yourself. It's so true. And then there's like, you know, yeah. in those crazy situations when someone turns to another person, they're like, just relax. And you're like, I can't relax. No. Like, are you kidding me? This is the worst possible time to ever tell me to relax but that's exactly yeah. right Megan and Grayson like I feel like we can't just tell someone to do the stuff they need to yeah. come into it on their own and in their mm-hmm. own time and with their yeah. own patience so mm-hmm. yeah that's yeah. definitely definitely makes sense yeah yeah respect the process yeah. yes so speaking of, well, respect the process might be your answer to this question, but um, <laughs> speaking of quotes and words to live by and to run by, um, do you have a favorite racing mantra that you think of and or any favorite running quotes that really stand out to you? Um, I have one pinned to my mirror in my room right now, the Prefontaine quote, to give anything less than your best is to sacrifice the gift. Yes. Um, I have that one too, actually. (laughs) (laughs) I had to check it. (laughs) And then there's another one, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to, not verbatim, don't quote me, but I, Alexi Papa said it, I think, and she said, like, we're building a beach um, one grain of sand at a time. Oh, I like that. Yeah, it was a good metaphor for me. I like beaches, and um, a beach is like something you build once it's built, like you can relax on it, but it's like such a process and each grain matters just as much as the next grain. So yeah. that's been one that resonated with me too. I feel like I need to put that quote that you both have up on your walls <laughs> on my wall too. <laughs> now you need it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Grayson, we usually end the podcast with like three last questions um, to all of our guests. So the first one is, what advice would you give to your younger pre-college self? I would tell her to worry less because I'm an expert worrier and it's not worth my energy. Um, I would tell her to have more confidence and to keep doing what she's doing and taking risks and being tenacious. And we'll take her cool places. Like to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. To the beach. <laughs> and to the mountains, I guess. Um, and so, Grayson, what does being a bra- strong and brave runner chick mean to you? <laughs> um, to me, that kind of embodies what being a woman is about and I guess what being a human is about. Um, I think if you want to be successful, you have to be strong and brave and learn to take risks and not be scared of things that might be Mm -hmm. seem like obstacles to you at first. Um, 
I think you need to be brave enough to like face your fears and try and overcome them or you're never going to improve. So I think for runner chicks, it's especially important in running, but also just kind of in life. Um, like if you're happy in life, you're running, we'll be happy too. So I think you should be like a strong and brave chick first and then a strong and brave runner chick second. Yeah, I love that. And um, Grayson, <laughs> I meant to ask you this. Do you graduate this coming May or do you have another year? I do. Oh, yeah, how year. exciting. Yeah. Wow. I can't yeah. wait to see what's next for you. We're definitely going <laughs> to be so following exciting. Um, I think Megan might have froze again, oh. but um, <laughs> that's really exciting. How do you feel about graduation? I know that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited. I just sent my form in to uh, be at commencement, so that was exciting. Um, I'm excited to take some next steps in my life. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some big decisions to make coming yeah. up here, so. Very excited, a little anxious, but looking forward to it. <laughs> well, well, we're oh, go ahead, Meg. <laughs> I think we're, we're probably so excited to hear where you end up, and we're going to be supporting you regardless of what direction you choose to take. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, for our listeners who have questions for you or would like to get in touch with you, and um, we did mention your blog. So, um, mm-hmm. how can listeners connect with you? Yeah, you can, I try to answer my DMs on Instagram quite regularly if they are appropriate and (laughs) reasonably uh, asked questions. Um, I'm not on Instagram to spend all my time on my phone. I like to be in person too. So I'm really happy to answer questions, but I can't just have small talk conversations Um, and then you can visit my blog as well and my email is on there if you want to email if that's a better medium for you to ask questions and I'd be super happy and excited to connect with other runners that are passionate about running too. Um, And Grayson what is the name of your blog just so people know who are listening? You can go to www.grayson-grayson.com Awesome. Cool. And one final question, because I noticed it behind you. Yeah. Do you play ukulele? Is I that do. a ukulele? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a fun fact. We can add that to our list. I, yeah, I just yeah. use that too. Practice in ukulele. There you go. Yeah, that's a relaxing <laughs> activity too. So maybe we can yes. tell. If you're listening now, go pick up a ukulele. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or it might not be relaxing if it's like <laughs> me playing music because I'm Terrible music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Grayson, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us tonight. It was a, it was certainly a joy. I am so happy we got the chance to connect. Yeah. It was nice to meet you guys so much for having me. It was great to meet you too. All right, Strong Runner Chicks, that wraps up another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Strong Runner Chick Radio. Be sure to leave us a review in iTunes, especially if you liked this podcast. And also feel free to send us an email at strongrunnerchicks at gmail.com and let us know if you have any suggestions or recommendations on who we should interview next. In addition, we would love to see you at our first ever Strong Runner Chick retreat this summer. So also 
feel free to email us or sign up on our website, strongrunnerchicks.com, under the events page. Thanks, and have a great rest of your day.